0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: John Kikage Show here on CBS Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. We love the folks at Rocket Mortgage. They found a better way to mortgage, letting you focus on making your new house a home. It's great stuff from Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. It really is that simple. They have streamlined the mortgage process. And if you haven't checked out the rates right now, I would suggest you check out our friends from Rocket Mortgage. And we appreciate their fine patronage here on the John Kincaid Show. If your local station cuts away at any time during the four-hour extravaganza, you can listen on SiriusXM 206. The radio.com app even lets you replay the show so you can even rewind and go back and listen to stuff if you wish. If you say that was such a brilliant segment, I have to, hear, I have to play, Larry, come on over here, Joey, get over here. I have to play this for you. This guy is so genius. Wait to you hear what he had to say. Or if you want to say, did wait till you hear this idiot? You can, you can do it too. You can replay it that way too. Uh, but I appreciate you being uh, a part of the show. Uh, your local affiliates, though, you're the best. The CBS Sports Radio affiliates, we really appreciate you. I come to you live from the studios of 680, The Fan in Atlanta, home of the uh, Buck and Kincaid show where I do my weekday show. We're going to celebrate 20 years coming up on September 4th. 20 years together. Longer than both of us have been married. My partner Buck Baloo. So longer, uh, longer than both of us have been married to our wives. We're both 18 years married, but we're 20 years married together. I guess, is Kevin, is that a civil union? If two guys are on radio together for like 4,600 shows, it's a civil union now. So I could like, you know, get half of his stuff if I wanted to maybe find a way through that. Uh, Yes, we appreciate that uh, Kevin Wall's in the house this morning. Kevin is uh, in for the vacationing Anthony Pierna, who definitely deserves some time away, and he's done a great job. Uh, We talked about the sports and politics a little bit earlier. Sports Illustrated has had a really slippery slope of just, I remember when Sports Illustrated was Sports Illustrated. Not politics masquerading as Sports Illustrated. And they have a writer named Dan Gartland. And Dan Gartland is Friday's Hot Clicks. Dan Gartland Updated his hot clicks from July 24th. Hot clicks. He uh, updated it on July 25th. And you know why he updated it? Because when he did the story on Giants pitcher Sam Coonrod telling us uh, that he wasn't kneeling for a moment of unity because he's a Christian. Uh, Dan Gartland in the headline, it says, In Friday's Hot Clicks, a Giants pitcher hides behind his religion. Yes. Sports Illustrated 2020. Sports Illustrated 2020. A headline that, by the way, they have since taken down. Cowardly. Took down Dan Gartland in writing about Sam Coonrod, the Giants pitcher. It says, A Giants pitcher chooses, a Giants pitcher hides behind his religion. Interesting. Because he wouldn't kneel during a moment of unity. Interesting. Good job, Sports Illustrated, who cowardly changed the headline now to a Giants pitcher chooses not to participate in Major League Baseball's call for equality. No, what he chose to do was not kneel. That's what he chose to do. He says he doesn't kneel for anyone. He believes you would take a knee for in front of God. Nobody else. But in 2020, for Sports Illustrated, that means that a man is hiding behind his religion. In other words, Sports Illustrated, Dan Gartland, and the, and the crew at Sports Illustrated now has the crystal ball to be able to look into people's hearts, to be able to determine their, their true inner feelings. And they're willing to try to telegraph this mental telepathy that they've developed. Strange. If Sports Illustrated had such mental telepathy, they would have seen that their business model has been failing for years. And they would have avoided driving it into the toilet. Strange. A headline in Sports Illustrated. A Giants pitcher hides behind his religion. Hey, Sports Illustrated. Hey, Dan Gartland. Sports Illustrated. Don't be cowards. If you're going to push out garbage like that. And try to smear people. On the basis of religion. And you want to smear people. Have the Guts to keep up your lousy headline. Don't go in and change it. Keep it up. Have the guts. If that's your hot click, it's hot clicks. That's even what they call it. It's our hot clicks. We're going to be controversial and edgy. Well, guess what? Sports Illustrated, sprout a pair and keep it up. Sprout a pair. You, you dare to say that a guy hides, a Giants pitcher hides behind his religion. And then you cowardly change it. A Giants pitcher chooses not to participate in Major League Baseball's call for equality. That's 2020, folks. And that's Sports Illustrated. They can look into your soul, tell you exactly who you are, and spin it for their own purposes strange. If they've got that mental telepathy, how did they not see their business model failing so miserably? How did they not figure it out before the car drove off the cliff? I don't understand it. It's unbelievable. A lot of people want to get in. 855-212-4CBS. I know that uh, William in Wisconsin joins us. William, what's going on this morning, brother? Hey,
2: how you doing? Uh, Glad to have you on the show. What's we, going on? Alright, uh, I probably know about the WNBA, but as sure. far as uh, Sports Illustrated goes on, like, I feel how you feel about uh, the WNBA, about Sports Illustrated. They're pretty much irrelevant. Well,
1: I'm just like, it's, uh, William, William, what I'm saying is, you know, and, and you, you're saying it too is that it's Sports Illustrated went from being pretty much like, I don't know how old you are, but it was the gold standard of print sports. And now they're trying to, like, th- that they would dare be that arrogant and that ignorant to say that a guy's hiding behind his religion. And then they cowardly change the headline when they're trying to have their hot yeah. takes. It's, why, it's yeah. why their business model has fa- has failed.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then uh, I, was, I was basically, I guess it's not really about the W. I guess it's really about politics and sports. Yes. Um, as someone who comes from a military family, uh, someone who has suffered injustice, uh, I believe that um, however we can get the message out that everybody should be treated equal, uh, that's how we should do it. If that's through sports, Um, However we should get that message out, I believe that it needs to be heard. I think it's
1: a great message, William, and I do. I think it's a great message. And I think that every single athlete, every single American has a forum to be able to speak, to be able to show it. Uh, I don't think that mixing politics into the sport event is the best, and activism is the best decision. Just to me, because I think that it creates that, okay, there is no dialogue. That's not a dialogue. That is a just, we're going to give you our message and we're not accepting your feedback. So there's no dialogue. That's what I don't like about it. There's no, there's no dialogue on it. There's no otherwise. And I don't think it's smart for the business model. But I do believe that every single player, every single manager, every single organization should have their voice and should use their forum to get that word out. And I saw nothing wrong with the message of unity the other night in baseball. In fact, I thought it was a beautiful thing. I thought it was really beautiful. Uh, I, I think it's really, really good. I think it's really, really good. And I thought that the the NBA having messages in the back of the uniforms when it first started, when I heard about the idea, I wasn't a fan of it. And then I saw what the messages were, and I was like, "That's harmless." That that to me seems pretty harmless.
2: Yeah, it Pre- is, yeah. I think it, I think this, uh, this it is harmless. Uh, I just I just think that. Um... The country needs to find a way to come together. It's not a black-white race. It's not a white race. We're the human race, and we all just need to get along.
1: Amen. Good job, buddy. Call back again anytime. David from Austin, Texas jumps in. David, welcome to the John Kincaid Show. How are you this morning? On. David, you're on the air. Yeah, can you hear me?
3: Yeah, I can hear you. you What's going on, brother? Okay, good. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man.
3: Um, Yeah, I just wanted to talk about politics and sports i don't yes. know how um saying uh equality uh, um everything people should be treated equally is being political that's not a political statement it's activism but it's, it's activism not, it's that's not why pl- i say
1: no 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 i'm talking about you're talking about politics being involved in i'm talking about politics being involved invoked in other things that's not the same discussion it's activism and politics i don't think it's a good look david i'm, I'm all for the message I'm, I don't think you. It's when it's incorporated into the games, like the other night before the game when they did at Major League Baseball, I thought that was beautiful. And I was watching that in a room at the Bellagio, watching that on a big screen TV with men of every race, color, creed that were all over the place. Everybody just dying to see baseball. I don't know anybody who was offended by it. But when it's during the games... And it becomes during the games and during the messages and everything. I don't think it's good business.
3: But what, okay, what during the during the games? What are they doing during the games? Uh, whether are, it's
1: whether it's the uh, there are there are, there were constant there were constant no, references because, well, to it
3: during like the. Game. A lot of times, like when Kaepernick, people said Kaepernick didn't do anything during the game when when he took a knee. And, no, he didn't. And things, and also. By the um, way, by the way,
1: the Giants pitcher was not allowed to not take a knee.
3: Okay. Well, so he, was he was criticized. He was criticized.
1: He was criticized for for not taking a knee. The... So it's right. like now I we we you. can't even get straight what we want to criticize.
3: I hear you, but but here's the thing: Kaepernick was was criticized, and he never did anything during the game. So and so he he was fighting for equality. Same thing for a lot of these uh, NBA players and and WNBA WNB, WNB, players. Now they're gotcha. fighting for equality. That's not political. And also, you know what? It is political. Exactly. Actually, playing the national anthem before the game—they're bringing um, political statement having the national anthem. Well,
1: that's, I, 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 I don't think they a, I a, know why they played the national anthem. Before I got the you. Game. I and guess what? I know a lot, of, David. I know a lot of people who agree with you on that. I don't. National. I like. I, I'm not. Like, guess, I guess what? though, I understand your point of view on that, and I'm not. I don't share it, but I absolutely—if it went away, it wouldn't be something that would bother me. All right. If and it went I'm away, concerned. it wouldn't bother me. So it's like I'm not. But I will tell you this, though, David is is the, the one thing I would say is where the whole Kaepernick thing. And yes, you can bring up that yeah, he didn't do anything. Um, is he was not a good messenger to me. He, why, he turned my he turned my listening ears off because well, I come why? because I, okay. Let me tell you. Let okay, me tell okay. you. Okay, okay. I'm I'm married to a woman of a mixed race family. I'm married to, uh, i married into a family where I have, uh, uh, you know, my, my relatives, brother-in-law, sister in laws things like that, mixed race family. Uh, I am I'm married to an immigrant woman. I am married to people who actually had to flee. My wife had to flee a country uh, because of a socialist uprising. I am not... A man who walks around celebrating Che and celebrating Castro and talking about how good they are, or wearing pig socks. I have family in law enforcement on my side of the bloodline. I have family in law enforcement. I have family in law and enforcement. So, and, and, as well. and, and wearing, guess what? Wearing pig socks, depicting depicting police officers as pigs, is despicable to me despicable here, here. and guess what my listening ears are look and david i gotta tell you i'm gonna be honest with you my listening ears are off to you too if you think that's okay to depict an entire your entire you to depict to, to depict police officers as pigs that is my listening ears are off okay and they're and listening I'll, I'll off to it. anybody
3: and, and, I'll, and i'll say it. i have plenty of uh, law, uh relatives who are okay. law enforcement who are police officers as well and there are bad police officers. Yes. Okay? And you know what and, there and, are? Wait,
1: and, you, wait, wait, and you know what there are? There are bad talk show hosts. There are bad school teachers. There are bad, uh, there are bad uh, doctors. There are bad lawyers. There are bad... So But
3: here's the no, no, here, difference. Like, if a police officers, they're supposed to protect and serve. When they actually... When you have racist police officers and uh, police da- officers...
1: Who, David, David, I'm not going to litigate this with you. He was you portraying... This, no, David, this, David, 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 David. He is, I'm not going to let, it's not going to put, I'm not going to litigate this with you. When you okay, portray wait, okay. an entire, when you portray an entire group of people as pigs, I'm not accepting it. I wouldn't accept it if someone did it for a race of people. I wouldn't accept it if people did it with a profession. I'm not going to accept it. My ears are off. I'm listening. I'm not listening. And I'm not. And if you, and and if that, if someone considers that bad, I thank you for your call. I'm not litigating that with you. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. You don't, you don't, that that to me, my listening ears are off to you. You're a child if you're doing that. And by the way, anybody who is celebrating, defending or otherwise Castro or Che with your cute little shirts, you have no idea. You have no idea. You have absolutely no idea. It's ignorant. It's flat out ignorant. And complaining about the United States. While you're doing it, that makes me, I'm going, okay, you have no, you have no concept. So at that point, my listening ears are off. And by the way, I am somebody who absolutely 100% defended Colin Kaepernick's right to kneel. So I absolutely get that he has a right to do that. And he has the opportunity to do it. And he had that choice. Absolutely has that choice. I don't believe people want sports activism politics incorporated into sports. I don't believe that. You and I may disagree on that. When well, We don't have to disagree on the message because the messages are, are very, very good. Very, very good. 855-212-4CBS if you want to get in. Our toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Make the switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I have an issue with baseball slightly on a decision they made. Ryan Spader will join us. Uh, discussing Major League Baseball coming up around 40 minutes past the hour. It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Appreciate you making the John Kincaid Show part of your routine. Tell your family, tell your friends. My buddy Pete Medhurst. (laughs) Down, uh, up I should say, in uh, D.C. Saying somebody just told John Kincaid that they're making money. They just aren't making a profit. What business school teaches that it's okay if it costs you a dollar to make something and you only bring 49 cents in that that's okay? Uh, Pete's wise. And then it's great because somebody just gets on Pete. I guess Pete likes lacrosse. So he's like, yeah, I'll screenshot this of you. Yeah. Yikes, Pete. Yikes, Pete. He's coming after you, Pete. He's coming after you, uh, Kevin. There's a uh, Kevin Walls in for uh, Anthony Pierno today. Kevin, it was very good. You and I are very much in agreement on something. Is what do you not want to? Uh, what do you not want to put on sports radio?
4: Listen, as a producer in 2020, my, as a producer, it's my <laughs> job to make sure to keep a sports talk, you know, in right. the right direction. And there, and you agreed with this. There's yes. Two people. There's two people on the planet that I will not bring on the air or like discuss them. One of them is Colin Kaepernick. Yep. And the other is Donald Trump.
1: I think that's perfect. That is a great business model. That is a great, you know what? That's why it was, and I said, if Pierre was going to take a week off, I want to make sure this show was in good hands. Yeah. Because you can't, because you can't have a discussion with people.
4: And it's just going to get out of control very Correct. rapidly, and you right. know, as we're talking about sports. And yes, Colin Kaepernick played in the NFL. Yes, he played in the Super Bowl. Yes, he was a starting quarterback. But he's not an athlete anymore. He's an, he's an activist, activist now.
1: Correct. That's what he is. He's a professional activist.
4: And, and guess what? And that's God fine bless him. Good for him. And right. you know what? He, he he's got his right to uh, say right. what he believes in, and he's doing what he does. Sure. And then you got the president of the United States. And we don't even... Want who's to also an activist. <laughs> yeah. Who's also
1: an activist. <laughs> it, but, but like, we don't have to talk about either one of them on sports radio. Exactly. We and, don't have to. Not today. We never allow uh, that to happen. Good job, buddy. Mac from Alaska joins us. Mac, what's going on this morning? You're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you, buddy? John Kincaid, how you doing? I'm doing all right. It's the middle of the night for you, and you're still all lively.
5: Yeah. Oh, man. 24 hours a day, I'm lively. <laughs> I love that. Even when I'm asleep. So we got the football, football coming back, man. How about it? How about it, Matt? How about I it? Just wa- oh, man, it's coming back. It's coming back. I just wanted to say one thing very specific, all right? Yes. Uh, D. Forrest Bugner, one yes. of the strongest, uh, most athletic disruptors in the league. That's all I wanted to say.
1: Well, I mean, you're a, you're a, so look, he is a tremendous, he's a tremendous talent. He's a tremendous talent. I'm wondering though, how is the NFL this year going to do? How are teams going to do when they don't have any preseason games? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. It shows me that the players and the, the players and the coaches really feel that they don't need them.
5: Well, you're gonna have to give me some time to think about that. Maybe next week. But I just wanted to call it and say one thing. You're that big. You're that big
1: a Buckner fan. You're that oh, big. Oh man, fan. he's
5: coming to my team, and he's one of the best disruptors in the league. Do you have
1: a? Do you have the New Jersey? Have you already ordered the New Jersey or not? Or do you wear? Do you wear team gear with his name on it?
5: I'm gonna need some time for that to happen.
1: Come on, NFL.com, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, seriously, I what do you mean? You're going to need time hey, for that a, to happen. Have a good one, man. Take care, buddy. My gosh, it's a, I mean, really, you got that is a huge. You're a huge fan, but give. Guess what? If you don't get, if you don't go and get somebody's get somebody's gear, you don't get the new Colts jersey. DeForest Buckner is is wishing you to go and get his gear. He'd like you to get his gear. And all you got to do is just go and, go and buy it, for gosh sakes. Richard from Myrtle Beach joins us. Richard, what's going on, brother? Richard, are you there? Caller, are you there? Going into Larry King. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Not on the line. Richard had a really good point to make, too. I mean, he was, he was going to tell me that. I think Richard was going to tell me every take I've had this morning has been fantastic. Now, it hasn't been a hot click like good enough for Sports Illustrated, but uh, it's been pretty good. The ace of Spader will join us coming up. If you don't know uh, Ryan Spader, baseball analyst, who, by the way, saw the playoff format for Major League Baseball this year, last year, and suggested it last September. Now he suggested it a little bit different than it's being executed, but still, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. We'll talk to uh, Ryan coming up in just a few moments. Uh, Ryan, a, a premier baseball analyst right now, also a Marine Corvette, but uh, also the nephew of one of my high school friends. Strange, strange, strange world, and um, a also a, a a cousin to one of my daughter's friends. So like like. Just things, things in this world, all start to collide at some point. Richard from Myrtle Beach is back with us. Richard, did you what? A big wave hit you or something? Yes, sir. Just about. It was a <laughs> What's t- going on? tidal wave. What's going on, Richard? Uh, listen,
6: listen, I know you're a, a Eagles fan. In fact, yes, I was sir. born right, right outside of Philly. Where? Uh, upper Darby.
1: You're kidding me! I was no. I'm from and I'm from Delaware County, which is exactly where Upper Darby is. You're on the now that yes, Upper sir. Darby is the bad side of Delco compared to my side, but I get you.
6: I understand. I was only ten years <laughs> old till we moved down to Alexandria, Virginia. But anyway, I'm calling as a bearer of good news for your program. What's that? Alex Smith was finally cleared to play football again. The operations that that man went through. Isn't that incredible? And, um, and almost died, or he did die, and they had to bring him back, was cleared by his doctors. Um, this do past you think week. He'll,
1: but do you think so he'll he, play again?
6: Well, we don't know that because he's gone to um, a training camp when, when they report and have the Redskins doctors check him out. Right. If he's clear, I don't know if he'll play again, but he could help Bob Rivera, as far as teaching our young quarterbacks what to do. I think it's a great asset for the Washington football team. What do you? I think, think?
1: that I think that the uh, Washington what's it the Washington football team now is it Washington football team or club Washington football team? Mm-hmm. I Washington think that they they should find, and I have a feeling they're going to find a place in their organization for Alex Smith. I don't believe he's going to play again. I just um, would believe that the risk is probably going to be too high. But I'm not a doctor, and I wish him well if he wants to. I really think if there had been preseason games, he would have gotten onto the field at least to take a snap to show that he was back, that he was back, and that he was back, and and he came all the way back. But if the Washington Football Club makes a smart decision, I think they'll keep him around in some capacity. Thanks for your call, man. Enjoy Myrtle Beach. Enjoy Myrtle Beach. Some great golf down there. I can't believe Regis died and Regis is almost 89 years old and God rest his soul, Regis Philbin, who just, uh, to me, there was many a time where, and if you've listened to me over the years, there were many, many times I said, okay, that's the guy's job that I would take. I would love to take Regis Philbin's job. Not only, you know, getting the chance to sit next to Kelly Ripa every day. Haley Vaughn. And if you don't know who Haley Vaughn is, you're going to have to Google it with Kelly Ripa. But uh, Haley Vaughn, the opportunity to to sit next to Haley every day would have been great. But uh, the guy who logged more hours on television than any person in the history of television. Absolutely incredible career for Regis Philbin. And Regis Philbin actually just, he allowed himself to be the butt of the joke. And it's something that many, many years ago, I had a boss who told me, you better learn to laugh at yourself. You better learn to let people poke fun at you, make fun of you. Uh, You you better learn that. You better learn it quick. Mike Thompson, one of the best in the business in, in radio, said to me flat out, said, you are not going to succeed unless you learn to laugh at yourself, unless you learn to make fun of yourself, unless you learn to let other people make fun of you, have fun, goof off a bit, loosen up. And man, Regis Philbin understood that to a T. What a uh, incredible career. What an incredible career. Going uh, to miss Regis. Final answer. Final answer. The ace of spader, I tell you, the man's psychic because he saw this playoff format coming for baseball. So, why do I dislike it? I'll tell him why, and then he'll set me straight. All coming up. It's the Giants. This is the John Kincaid Show. you being a part of the show the john Kincaid show here on cbs sports radio i'm hoping that a marine corps veteran doesn't oversleep on me and ryan spader i did not confirm with him this morning earlier so i'm, I'm sure he's up by now uh we'll hopefully be able to track him down <laughs> be able to track him down keep trying kevin and uh we will it's uh i should have i should have checked back with him on that uh it was interesting though, and if you follow Ace of Spader, you will uh, you will see these He does a real good job. Incredible baseball stats. fantastic uh, a fantastic book and some really good stuff that you can follow at the But a last September, he came out with a with a tweet. Uh, linking to some of his work and talked about let's uh this would be a much better playoff format for baseball and he suggested a 16 team playoff system for Major League Baseball I'm I gotta tell you right now I'm a little off on this 16 teams in the playoffs crazy like to me it's crazy There's 30 teams, for gosh sakes. I mean, there's 30 clubs, and you're going to put 16 in the postseason. My issue with this baseball format, and guess what? I'm just glad to have baseball, and I know they're trying to make some additional money. They're trying to find a way to maximize incomes this year. But a best-of-three series... So the Yankees and the Dodgers are playing in best of three series. The division winners are playing in a best of three series to determine whether they get to advance or not. It's like, well, it's great. They're going to get, they're all going to get to host the games in their ballpark. Well, whoop de doo whoop-dee-doo, especially if there are no fans. whoop de freaking do. There's no fans in the stadium. Who cares? If you're playing at home or away. Baseball, home field advantage in baseball, is it real? Is it even a real thing? Is there any place you go in baseball and you say, man, you don't want to go in there. You're not going to be able to win there. Where? Where in baseball? Nowhere. Man, the piped-in sound in that stadium makes it very intimidating this year. But best of three? Just imagine this played out it's a 60 game schedule so they're doing this for whatever reason I, I I know it's to try to create a little more interest, a little more buzz. but can you imagine a 101 win team in baseball? They're playing a full season 101 team in baseball win team baseball has to play a best of three series against a team that won 82 games. That went 82-80. and 80. Best of three. And they lose. And they lose. So the really, really good team, over 60 games or whatever, is out in any season. It doesn't make it. 16 teams in the postseason in baseball makes no sense. It's going to be fun to watch. Yes. People will be like, of course, you're going to like watching it. Of course we will. We're going to love watching it. But it's crazy. And if the Dodgers or the Yankees, one of the best teams in baseball, whatever the best teams are, the Astros, they go out in a best-of-three series. They lose in that series. It is going to be a disaster, absolute disaster. You have one off day. You have one bad start. You have one bad pitching outing and your entire season which this year's 60 games so i guess it's not as it's not as big a deal it's crazy to me it, abs- it, it, it doesn't make any sense gentlemen here jumping in on uh, twitter michael saying thankfully we're having baseball thankfully we're going to be able to enjoy a baseball season but wow These baseball rules are making it hard to like. Look, starting starting extra innings with a runner on second base—I get you. If that bothers you, if that freaks you out, I get it. I get it. I understand it. Not good. Not good at all. Not a happy thing. But 16 teams in the playoffs? Come on, come on. 16 teams? You've got to be kidding me. Absolutely nuts. 855-212-4CBS if you want to get in with us. 855-212-4CBS. By the way, there are three unbeaten teams this morning in Major League Baseball. Three in Major League Baseball. After all we've been through. You've got 16, uh, I guess it's 16 teams or whatever. Starting out at, uh, or more, starting out at one-on-one. Uh, one. It's unbelievable. I'm not going to have a, uh, there's not going to be some great race to the finish. If somebody, uh, on over a number of losses right now, if someone can get 40 wins, it would be incredible. Conrad from Milwaukee joins us. Conrad, what's going on, brother?
4: A long time, John. Long time, buddy. Good to um, hear you. you know what? I think... The whole idea of, uh, you know, home field advantage in these stadiums, it is a real dynamic. The fans aren't there, but every stadium is built a little bit different. I mean, for instance, Miller Park's a home-run stadium. You look at the Cincinnati Reds, they've got a home-run stadium. But then if you go out to, uh, you know, like Oakland, you know, that's like more kind of geared towards defense. I mean, there's just – there's – each each team, you know, has their own comfort level and how they can hit the ball. But that's the only thing. I mean, so without the fans – and it is a different – I mean – Watching the, the opening with the Cubs and Brewers opening night, it's crazy, isn't it? That, to see to see nuts. that
1: empty stadium,
4: it was nuts. And then yesterday, I mean, you seen like the dynamic change. The Brewers put up put up eight runs, and you know, but still, it was like the guys had. It's like they got to dig a little bit deeper than normal to be able to do what they want to do because they're just if like you, there's that added adrenaline that they're missing.
1: Did you watch so, local? Did you watch local broadcaster national? 'Cause that I saw some of the no, I, I saw some I of did. the Cubs in Milwaukee. I saw some of the Cubs in Milwaukee on opening day. Uh, as I was as our plane was landing in Atlanta. And I got to tell you that if they didn't constantly tell me that the announcers weren't there and weren't together, I would never even know it. They did a great yeah, job. Yeah, you're right. They did a great job. Thanks, John. Take care, buddy. Appreciate that. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you don't need to, the uh, the announcers don't need to constantly tell us that they're not there. I love watching Boog games. Boog Shambi. I find his play-by-play style to be very affable, very relaxed, very comfortable. He's not overselling it, he's not overhyping it. He doesn't have to use 75 words to say something that he can say in 30. He sets his analysts up and makes them the stars of the show. Uh, just a, an incredible job. And the other day I just said, look, stop telling me that Sutcliffe's in San Diego and that that Chipper Jones was in Atlanta. We don't even need to know that. Just let the broadcast be. It was, it was exceptional. The job they're doing is exceptional. Bob from Chicago joins us. Bob, 16 teams in the playoffs. Bob, come on.
5: Well, no, here's the thing, man. I, I, I don't disagree with the number of it, but I do think there is an advantage because if you're at home you get the last at bat and that's always gonna be an advantage. So that in itself might prove uh, to win out one of those games. So I think it's a
1: good It might. I mean if it's the, the home records in baseball, I don't think I'm I don't think it's gonna matter this year. I think home field advantage is gonna be very negligible. I think as far as teams records
4: one-off year it's not a big deal i mean yeah. i get it it's guess awesome what i'm boys, watching for a one-off year
1: bob they know i'm gonna be watching <laughs> so yeah, they've got too. I, I, me on the hook watch <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks, no doubt bob. hey good time thanks man good to hear from you steve from cleveland joins us steve what's going on steve said he's disgusted with me and he's hanging up that's unbelievable kevin i hope i didn't piss him off that's just that's terrible uh the the idea of baseball just better hope. They better hope that the Twins, the Astros, the Yankees, the, I don't know, Dodgers definitely, you better hope that they don't see one of those big name teams go out in the first round. It would stink. It would stink. And I know it's a one-off year. Everybody talking about it being a one-off year. I don't know why. And I saw this the other day being discussed. The very uh, talented and funny Tim Kirchin was discussing it on opening day. The idea is that, well, let's throw every single potential rule change up against the wall during one of, one of these type of seasons. Let's just go do it. Do something funny. Do something crazy. Try some different things. That's cool. I guess if that's what it's all about. I don't, to me, I would sort of like the season to be as normal as possible. Like I'm I'm just somebody who just by natural desire I want things as normal as possible. I hate the curveball. Don't 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 throw me the curveball. Don't get me uh you know something I don't need I didn't need to see the DH in the National League this year. And by the way, that's one of those rule changes I don't think that's ever coming back. I think we're going to see American League baseball now played in the National League and the American League. And I was someone that, if you had asked me ten years ago, I would have thought it would be the designated hitter going away, not the designated hitter becoming more entrenched in the game. But I know Chris Morris talked about it here on the network many times: the idea that young pitchers today they're not they're not pitch they're not hitting. From the time they enter into high school ball, the pitcher is not hitting. So it just follows suit that that's the way that the uh, the baseball would go. Now the. Uh, some of the other stories we've been talking about today. And one of them here, the Astros are just skating. Remember what the Astros were supposed to be facing this year? Do you remember when the the Astros were supposed to be this team that was going to, you know, face all this venom and hatred from their peers? That was the storyline we were getting. Have we seen that? Are we feeling that? man, the Astros are skating, absolutely skating. They're getting away with it. And and, and no one's holding them accountable because it's a 60-game year. What do you do? You can't, you can't afford to be kicked out of, uh, you can't get a five-game suspension for, get kicked out of a game and get a five-game suspension for throwing at a guy. You do that, you're missing six games. You're taking yourself out of six games. You're taking yourself out of 10% of the season. For anything like this. So what we have is baseball sort of now without accountability. I'm telling every one of my pitchers, you bust them inside. You make sure that you are, you make sure you're getting them off the plate. If they want to charge the mound, they want to come after you. Yeah. They can be out for six games if you want. Kicked out of the game you're in, five game suspension after that. In a in a sixty game schedule, it's terrible. You you absolutely could set you could set the franchise back. Look, a three-game losing streak, again, is going to seem like a nine game losing streak. It's going to be it's going to be that monumental. So everything is important. Not as important as breaking down the Mets bullpen and every single decision that's made by the Mets or the Yankees or any other team that you follow. Don't get don't get too obsessed with it. It's going to be but with 16 teams making the playoffs, your team has to be wretched for you not to be in the postseason. I mean, wretched. Terrible. If you don't make the postseason this year, for gosh sakes, no one should even put it on their resume. Unless you're one of the top seeds. Don't even put it on your resume. Because this is like they've just opened the door. Let anybody in. All right, Elliot Shore Parks discusses the NFL's return to camp this week, coming up in just a few moments. And the Knicks, well, they stick to the script of mediocrity. One hour to go. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio.